is going on guys welcome to another episode of the dfs dose your fix of dfs information strategy and analysis i'm your host ben hover and as always i'm joined by the two j's joey and jared and gentlemen uh, we've got an interesting week for main slate on DraftKings. it's a 12 game slate uh, bye weeks have arrived carolina and washington are not playing and the most dominant offense in the league the kansas city chiefs is on monday night football so that means no mahomes no tyree kill there's no McCaffrey. Gurley's playing on the Thursday slate. Uh, Diggs and Thielen are out of play. Uh, so we've got some interesting and new decisions to make on today's show. We'll go over all of that position by position. We will break down quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, and defense on DraftKings. And then we'll talk about some low-owned and potentially tournament-winning stacks. But before we get into any of that, Joey, would you mind telling the people how they can support the pod? You can support the podcast by looking us up on itunes at the dfs dose and then you can go ahead and click that subscribe button also we're on instagram now at the dfs dose so you can go ahead go and follow us on there we'll be going live sunday at noon eastern to update uh you guys on our new plays and what we're just thinking you guys can come out ask questions and then of course you can follow us on twitter at the dfs dose and yeah that's the best way to support us all right, let's get right into it. Got a lot to talk about. So uh, quarterback, let's talk cash games. Who are we looking at for quarterback in week four? I'm looking at Matt Ryan for 6,100 at home against Cincinnati. Their secondary isn't that great, and Matt Ryan in the Georgia Dome is always cash, as he's showed the last two weeks with 31 and 43. Given those were divisional games, I don't know. I like Matt Ryan at home. Maybe pair him with the GOAT from last week, even though he got a $1,200 boost. Calvin Ridley and see where it goes. But I love Matt Ryan for cash. The GOAT? The GOAT. <laughs> um, Joey, how about you for, for cash games this week at quarterback? Hurts me to say, but I'm on Ryan Tannehill, 5,500 at New England. The Patriots secondary is just bad. The whole defense is just bad. They have no defensive line. They just lost Jawan Bentley, who was our starting linebacker. He uh, called the plays. Dante Hightower, it still looks like he's coming off of, like he's slow, coming slow off his injury. Yeah, the the Patriots defense is is bad right now. So I would target Tannehill, and then also like Jared said, I I would like to target Matt Ryan as well in a plus matchup at home against the Bengals. What about yeah, I want to talk. Uh, go ahead. Hang on, I I just, just want to talk about Tannehill for a second. Um, so Tannehill was my initial look at cash. Um, and then I started to think maybe I was just being a little biased because we saw the Patriots secondary get torched uh, in person on Sunday don't night. Break that so up, I th- I think <laughs> after after looking a little bit more into the matchup, I don't love Tannehill so much. So if you look at Tannehill, he's had 23 attempts, passing attempts in each of the last two weeks so that's actually pretty low and I mean if you go a little bit lower I mean Andy Dalton is getting over 40 pass attempts the last two weeks you know Matt Ryan is uh also up there over 35 in week three went over 40 in week one so I mean I just I think you can find people who are going to be passing the ball more um it's a division game away for Tannehill it's uh it's in New England so for all those reasons I'm not super high on Tannehill and cash Although, I mean, I think he's definitely worth a look in GPPs. Just in terms of cash, I think you can look a little bit lower at uh, Andy Dalton in that same matchup that you guys are talking about. That should be a pretty high-scoring game um, on the other side uh, of the ball for Cincinnati. And 
honestly, this one is, it hurts my soul to even suggest. I don't know if I'll have the nuts to go for this one, but Eli Manning, 5,600. Oh my God, that hurts saying. Isn't it? it? It's just uncomfortable, and it's like not it's, something you want to do. Yeah. <laughs> but the Saints, yeah, it's go ahead. For this bad. week, the highest totals are the Falcons-Bengals game is at 51.5. The Saints Giants game is at fifty, and then the Patriots Dolphins game is at forty-seven and a half. Okay, you have to like Eli Manning, but you have to love Odell and Sterling Shepard in this game. Yeah, um, definitely, we'll be talking about them in our wide receiver segment. But in terms of Eli Manning specifically, so the Saints are allowing the third most passing yards per game to quarterback. They're averaging uh, three hundred forty-five point six yards through the air and over three touchdowns, three and a third touchdowns to quarterbacks through the first three weeks. So Eli Manning has the makings of a player who should be in a great matchup um, against the Saints, but. You have to be super concerned about that offensive line. He just lost his tight end, uh, Evan Ingram, for a couple of weeks. I don't know. Eli hasn't posted over 20 points yet on DraftKings. He has three touchdowns on the season. There's a lot to worry about in terms of a cash play. So I, It just, just seems like every time you play Eli, he screws you over, no matter how good his matchup is. Exactly. But the Saints are giving up the most points per game to quarterbacks so far this season. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I, th- I like Eli this week, and but I think a lot of people might be on him as well. Um, I want to toss the name out there real quick. What do you guys? I mean, I think this is actually going to be a pretty popular play, maybe more popular than it should be. But I mean, uh, Baker Mayfield, fifty three hundred on the road against Oakland, uh, another poor passing defense. But um, this will be Mayfield's first official start in the NFL, the first overall pick in the twenty eighteen draft. I mean, um. That isn't a spot that I would feel comfortable with in cash either, but I could see why he is going to be popular. It's just the traveling west, you know, there mm-hmm. that uh, that affects yeah, fantasy, exactly. you know, from from west teams traveling east and east teams traveling west. So that's the only thing that I'll be worried about, but that definitely is a plus matchup and he is very cheap. I you know, I don't think he'll be that popular because like you don't you just don't know what he'll do. Like he did look uh, really good but this will be his first start you know could be a letdown but he also could snap how, how you want to go bold josh allen 5100 <laughs> that that that's wow that is bold 20 for 31 you know in his first start 54 completion percentage he had a touchdown two interceptions uh 15 points and then last week at minnesota against a great minnesota defense 196 yards passing one touchdown and two rushing touchdowns he scored 27.74 points at a 4500 salary and uh he he managed to get those 27 points while he had uh three fumbles and and so i mean that yeah, I don't know, man. the The Green Bay defense is is not the Minnesota defense, so um, that's that is bold, though. That's super bold. I don't know how I feel about that. I wasn't expecting that. What do you think, Jared, as our resident Packers fan? I like Allen. I I said he was my favorite quarterback in the draft before he came out. I think he's I think he's gonna be good. Um, he definitely has the legs to run and scramble when he needs to. They just don't have enough playmakers around him for me to be worried about him. Honestly, Calvin Benjamin is a non... I mean, he'll get locked up. By who? The only... By yeah. who? 
Who's locking Kelvin? I mean, Kelvin That's Benjamin is nowhere near an elite receiver. You know, he's pretty average. But who's locking him up in the Packers secondary? Josh Jackson? <laughs> yeah. I bet, I bet Kelvin Benjamin doesn't even have three catches this week. I wouldn't take that bet, but... <laughs> Just Damn. watch, yo. Josh... Josh Jackson. Josh Allen to Kelvin Benjamin stack. That's a nice cheap uh, low. Oh, that's literally under 1%. Yeah, please play that. Donate all your your money. But back to the real thing. I mean, the only thing that scares me would be McCoy because he said he is playing this week. So you could go like, I mean, McCoy is a one-off maybe because Packers run defense isn't great. Um, They just lost Muhammad Wilkerson. Uh, Packers defense sucks straight up, but Josh Allen shouldn't. Josh Allen is not going to win your GPP. He shouldn't be a cash play. He's not a cash play. He's not a GPP play. So he's so, nothing. I mean, there's no need to play him. He's no. I mean, I think he's going to be good in the far future. But like, why not pick Andy Dalton for three hundred more? True. You know what True. I'm saying? Yeah, that that's the best argument to me as Andy Dalton. Um, but do we think that Shady McCoy is gonna take away some of the rushing upside Allen has? I mean, he had eight uh, rushing attempts week two, ten rushing attempts in week three. Um, he probably won't get two rushing touchdowns on the ground very often. But I mean, just those attempts is is like it offers you a cash game floor, especially at fifty one hundred. Yeah. Um... I don't think McCoy will take away that many because he is injured and still has cracked ribs. So, um, yeah. I mean, I don't think they'll give him 20 carries, but I also don't see Josh Allen getting over 15 points, so there's no point. I guess if you want to pay down a quarterback, if you want to pay down a quarterback and go really high, but, like, I'd honestly rather go (laughs) just go to Andy Dalton. This is not a week to pay all the way down to Josh Allen. And if you do, CJ Beathard, forty six hundred, <laughs> pay all the way down. I'd rather have CJ Beathard than Josh Allen. Hmm. Tell you that. that's nah, that's bold. Nah, hell no. Beathard will outscore Josh Allen. I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it, it, it's been a minute since we had an on the pod bet. Hey, if you're down, I'm down. I'm not. More. I'm not participating in this bet. So that's all you guys. I'll take Josh Allen over CJ Beathard straight up. All right, we got a bet. <laughs> all right. That's the weirdest <laughs> bet you'll All ever right, let's hear. Let's go. Let's go. That is the weirdest bet. <laughs> All right. Lock it down. Um, anyone else uh, at quarterback that we need to mention here before moving on? I think Phillip Rivers might be worth mentioning, although I'm more inclined to go run game uh, rather than the passing game in that in that game. But I mean, Rivers, you gotta you gotta consider yeah. it at 6,500, especially for GP. He should be chalk. What about Tom Brady? He is in a... This boy just got embarrassed by the Lions. He is going to come out and throw that ball 40 times. And he might get... Is Josh Gordon playing this week? Maybe, right? Uh, he's still questionable. Um, He's been practicing. You know, it's basically a game-time decision again. I mean, but yeah, Brady just got embarrassed. And now he's going home to face the Dolphins, who are overperforming. I don't know, you know, that might be a nice little pivot off uh, like Rivers or Matt Ryan. 
or GPP. Yeah, you know, that's true. And I think there's so much value low. People will look at Tannehill, Mayfield for, for GPPs. I think there will be some Eli Manning interest in some very, you know, some of the more perverted circles of the of the DraftKings world. I mean, um, honestly, the same si- Rodgers is in the same situation. He just yeah. went to Washington and got embarrassed. I would be more likely to play probably Brady just because, like we spoke about on our last show, I think Aaron Rodgers' injury is a serious concern. But, you know, I kind of yeah. like Brady to maybe Gronk in, in just a game where they go insane um, and drop, you know, like 28 first-half points. Gronk is going to snap. <laughs> now that Jared brought that up, Brady, Brady's definitely in play for me, even though I wasn't really considering him. But... You go Brady, you could pay down at running back to maybe Sony Michelle. Mm. Now that Burkhead's well, that, gone. That's right. Uh the the Patriots put Rex Burkhead on on uh IR for the season. So since we're done with quarterbacks, why not just carry over that Brady GPP stack with a running back and Sony Michelle for forty five. Big facts and uh quick stat. So Sony Michelle has been in thirty six snaps in the game in over the last two games. Out of those thirty six snaps he has gotten the ball 26 times. There you go. Yep, his his rushing attempts went up from week two to week three. His targets went up from week two to week He's three. He's a lead back. Come back here once you win a GPP with my lineup. Jeremy Hill, you know, obviously got injured in the preseason towards ACL. Rex Burkhead hurt his neck, which is usually a serious injury. Just went on IR. So now the depth chart is Sony Michelle, James White. Obviously, James White is a good play. Basically, in all formats, in my opinion, PPR, DraftKings, PPR site. Sony Michelle assumes the lead back role, and they want to force feed him, although he hasn't been playing really well. He's averaged 3.5 yards per carry. Patriots Nation is starting to call him a bust already and saying that it was a reach. You know, I could agree on the reach part. If he's going to get that workload, 4,500, can't pass that up against a bad Dolphins run defense as well i i would have some interest in in paying up another 900 to play james white who has gotten no lower than 14 points in any of the games this year and i mean james white is just about a safe you know as safe of a play as as you can get especially now with burkhead gone um i think that keeps his floor even higher i love james white he's like just as a player like he's dependable sure hands Rarely ever drops anything unless it's kind of a bad throw, but that's just as a Patriots fan. Jhi is not practicing this week, so um, if he ends, oh well, I, sh- I shouldn't say this week. He hasn't practiced yet uh, as of Wednesday night. There's still a lot of time in between now and lock, and that's the kind of thing that we'll talk about on our Instagram live show. Um, you know, we have incomplete information at this point, so you know, check back with us on Instagram live every Sunday at noon Eastern, and we can sort of uh, you know rehash some of these things that will change between now and then. But uh, like I said, Ajay isn't practicing yet, which would lead Corey Clement and Wendell Smallwood to handle the workload as we saw happen against Indianapolis this week. So, you know, Clement got 16 attempts, four targets. That's not bad uh, workload at 4,700. But, I mean, do we have any interest in going back to Clement? Uh, No interest this way. Just because of Smallwood. Um... I don't know. Traveling to Tennessee, I know Tennessee is not an elite team, but they have a pretty solid defense. I'm probably staying away from that game completely. 
Yeah, it's not a super attractive game. And I guess the only other player under 4K I want to mention before we can get into some of the more interesting guys, um, I think Carrion Johnson is going to have a lot of Saw that attention because he got – well, well, I mean, listen, I, I mean, I, I'm not going to go there. I'm not. Um, I think that the Lions, who ran 32 rushing plays um, in Sunday night against the Patriots, that's going to be very high for them. I don't see them being in many game scripts uh, where they're ahead like that and, and rushing so much. Um, in my opinion, the Lions defense is nowhere near as good as it showed against the Patriots. I think that they're going to be in a lot more situations that the Lions are used to, which is coming back from, um, you know, a shaky first half. So I don't think Carrion Johnson is going to be getting 16 attempts very often. LeGarrette Blunt also got 16 attempts, and um, a lot of Carrion's work came in the third and fourth quarter while they were trying to, you know, just play keep away from the Patriots offense. So I, I don't know. I don't see Carrion Johnson, at least at this point in the season, being a safe play. Um, I imagine it'll be pretty popular after being, like I said, on a primetime game. He's only 4400 His price didn't get adjusted because, uh, you know, the prices come out before the Sunday night games end. So um, yeah. Carrion Johnson at 4400 is underpriced. Maybe in a GPP I would go there, but... Um, I've I've heard a little bit of buzz early in the week that he's in cash game consideration, right. and I just would like to say that's a no for me. What about Aaron Jones for GPP at forty one hundred? Smash play. Forty one hundred mm. for someone of his talent. He's the best Packers running back. I'm scared about the workload. I'm yeah. scared about the workload. Six attempts in his comeback, one target. I uh, mean, six I attempts. They rotated in three running backs, and they were behind most of the game, so they just put it on Rodgers. That is true. I think he he could get 15 to 20 touches this week. And he's explosive. There's no doubt he's explosive. Valid points. Valid points, man. But the yeah, just GPP so, yeah. only. But yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, it's it's worth considering, there's, I suppose. There's a lot sure. of questionable running backs. I'm looking at the running back list. Questionable like, is marked in. like marked questionable. Yeah. There's like over yeah. 10 that I see. Quite a few backs missed. Uh, quite a few backs missed the Wednesday practice. If you look from like the why. seven thousand range, which is four net down to a jide, there's like eight running backs that are questionable. It's crazy. So we've talked a little bit about the low range guys, but let's let's start off with a questionable running back at the very top. The probably you know well not probably you know the best running back on the board, Alvin Kamara, is questionable. He did miss Wednesday's practice due to a knee injury. I didn't know that. Ninety six hundred. He did. He did. That's interesting. Best running back. Fading Kamara is. (laughs) Fading Kamara is not wanting. At like a minimum of 30 points in your lineup. Yeah. Um, to me, the only thing that would keep me away from Kamara is if he continues to miss practices throughout the week. He did get the biggest workload he's had yet in his career, um, 16 attempts and 15 receptions uh, in his last game. But that workload is exactly why um, he's priced at 9600 and he's just so explosive with those touches. Um, I mean, if you can get a running back who's going to get 20 targets, like – I, I just I don't see how you don't play that in cash. That's that's yeah. insane. I, you're basically forced to go there. Is, is like I mean this will obviously be the you know like the last week that you'll get him as a bell cow. Uh, you know unless the Saints decide not to use Mark Ingram or you know he gets hurt or something. But Mark Ingram is coming back after next week after his four game suspension. 
So that will leave the rushing duties to Ingram mostly. I mean, Kamara will obviously be mixed in, but then Kamara will be will mainly be used as the pass catching back. So this is like the last week where you'll get those, you know, bell cow attempts and targets. I don't think the Saints want no, to use them this way. I think they were forced to in a in a in a shootout. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're gonna want to have more clock management. They're gonna want to get Ingram involved. There's no way they don't. Um, so yeah, for sure. I mean, if Kamara looks like he's healthy, fully on track to play his regular, you know, workload that he's gotten to start this year, I mean. I'm playing him. I'm playing him everywhere that I can fit him in, um, especially with Gurley off the main slate, um, with Le'Veon Bell not a factor right now, with David Johnson not performing. He's in a tier of his own. Um, Are we overlooking Melvin Gordon? Melvin Gordon should have a great game. Melvin Gordon should have a great game, but Melvin Gordon had one game this year where he only had 15 touches. I mean, he had a game where he only had 17 touches, and and – you know those are good numbers, but he's eighty three hundred. Like I, I mean, how can you justify paying eighty three hundred when Kamara's sixteen hundred more, or I'm sorry, thirteen hundred more, and is showing things like the capability of getting twenty targets? Melvin Gordon is gonna outscore Kamara. That is bold. He hasn't shown the ceiling. I mean, I mean, in the Bills game, he got taken out towards the end of the game, like the almost the whole fourth quarter, and he got thirty point six points. Um, they were trailing the Chiefs the whole game, and he still got 30.6 points. And last week they were behind the whole game and still got 16 points. Do you think it's fair to assume that the Jimmy garoppolo San Francisco 49ers could be in a similar situation to the Bills in Week 2 where they take him out in the fourth quarter because they're just blowing them away? That That's my concern yeah, with definitely. them. But that's it's going to be fine when he's – Scores three touchdowns. <laughs> I, I love Gordon, and um, the cash lineup that I initially built, I think that you could reasonably fit both of them in um, in a cash game. And, you know, that's something that I'm going to consider. I, I, I like a lot of running Toge- backs together? this week. Together. Um, there's there's a lot. Yeah, exactly. So, why don't, yeah, why don't you talk about some of those running backs you like, Joey? Just some just some names that I like this week. I like Zeke at home against the Lions. He gets his usual workload, around 20 touches. And most of the time, he takes advantage of those touches. Usually has good games. You know, the, the receiving ceiling hasn't been there this year. But he's gotten targets, and he has 11 catches so far this year. So that's always a plus. And then I would look down to Tevin Coleman against the Bengals at home. They just got ate up by Christian McCaffrey for over 180 yards on the ground. So Coleman would be in a smash spot for me if Freeman were to miss. And then I would also look to Gio Bernard, who also had a great game last week. And with mixing out, he dominates the touches at running back with basically nobody behind him. Yep. Um, let me just talk about Gio for a second because I got some stuff on him. So um, in Mixon's absence last week, he played 89% of the snaps against Carolina. Um, he's 6,300 against Atlanta this week. And like you said, they are just horrific against pass catching running backs they gave up 167 yards per game to running backs so far and over the last two weeks they've given up 29 receptions to running backs and Gio Bernard is Insane. a great pass catcher um 
I'm I don't see I mean at 6300 Gio Bernard is my first absolute cash game lock um as as a running back and normally um I wouldn't be playing a away running back as an absolute lock in in cash because I think that when you look at the numbers home favorite running backs um just that's that's a safe safe way to go in cash home favorites running backs who get receiving looks but this this matchup and this workload I'm not concerned at all um my only concern would be the geo uh was a limited participant in Wednesday's practice so um that that's something to monitor but if everything is an is like a go for geo then at 6300 cash game lock and I will have heavy consideration for him even in GPPs at high ownership I would play Geo and James White if I was fading Kamara if I wanted to pay down at running back just because you get you get the catches and like you and like you mentioned the stats that uh, the Falcons have given up to to running backs Geo is an absolute lock honestly if Mixon is out which is which it looks like he's going to be out yeah He's he's gonna be out. I'm I'm almost certain of it. The only thing is, to me, the best plays on the board this week are running back, and we'll talk about the receivers in a minute. But um, I think it, I, I I think you're better off paying up for these run for the yeah. running backs this week than you are the receivers. I yeah. mean Odell, good GPP play, but I mean Hopkins, Keenan Allen this week, they're just not necessarily plays that I'm gonna be looking Damn. at in cash. Did anybody practice today? Hopkins miss Keenan Allen, Julio, AJ Green, Will Fuller, Josh Gordon. They all missed today. And a, and a bunch of running backs. Apparently no NFL player wanted to practice today. So, this is a what a great week to debut our new uh, Instagram live show. We're going to have a lot of uh, probably yeah. different opinions when this is all all said and done. Yeah, so, for sure. Um Jared, do you want to toss out uh, any more names before we move on from running back? Uh, just the goat Melvin Gordon talked about him. Every everybody's um, a goat to Jared apparently. No, just just Melvin yeah. Gordon and Calvin Ridley. It's yeah. the goat team so far, yeah. and probably Aaron Rodgers. That's it. Yeah, maybe Matthew song. Stafford. Um, Brady over Rodgers. Nah, I will never, I will never play Matthew Stafford. Um, Jordan Howard at sixty eight hundred. If you can trust him. He got a lot of he got twenty four attempts last week. He's gonna get the volume. It's just he just needs to find the end zone. I mean, yeah, he found it last problem. week for the first time this season, but you know, it took him twenty four attempts. Yeah, that like, basically salvaged his day last week. He averaged two and a half yards per carry. Yeah, and he had a short week um, traveling uh, to the West Coast this week. He's home. Um, fully rested. Hopefully, Howard can finally you know materialize. What about Carlos Hyde for fifty five hundred? Mm. He got twenty three carries last week. I mean, he's gotten twenty two, sixteen, and twenty. Yeah, he's a, he's a workhorse. He's definitely a workhorse in this offense, and you could. I mean, I don't. I actually don't anticipate the Browns being a team that is going to like a uh, slow roll Mayfield. I don't think that they're necessarily going to run more than they usually would to like shield him. I think that they're going to like set him loose. I mean, he just gave them their first win, and you know. Some, 600, yeah. 635 days, I think it was. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that they're going to let Mayfield pass the ball. I think they're going to put the ball in his hands a lot. But, I mean, like you said, Hyde is good for the workload that he's had. Um, How don't you win in 630 days? Sorry, I just wanted to say that. Like, like, bruh. 
it's not that hard to win. That's what happens when you tank to build the dynasty. True. That's a good point. I mean, but damn, could win at least a couple games. Well, if they won two games last year, they weren't getting Donzel Ward and uh, Baker Mayfield. So, um, the the Raiders are like middle of the road in terms of run defense. They're they're like right in the middle, averaging about ninety three and a quarter yards per game and about three receptions to the running back. So, I mean, they're right there in the middle. They're not a plus or negative matchup, I'd say. So, yeah, Hyde's cash. I like. Cash, I like Hyde, but GPP, I'm paying down 100 to go to James White. Okay, I think I just want to mention one more person because um, we haven't talked about him. David Johnson. No. Damn. <laughs> Chris Carson at 4,600 against the worst run defense in the NFL. He did have 32 <sighs> attempts last week. He is questionable. Didn't practice today, of course. Or he was limited, my, uh, excuse me, but 32 attempts, that's that's elite level usage right there. It definitely is, and it's a good price tag. I mean, I'd definitely be more inclined to say play, you know, Carson over Sony Michelle right below him or Corey Clement right above him. So um, I see where you're going with that, but I'm scared. I don't think Chris Carson is that good, and especially if he's limited. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. If he's getting 20-plus rush attempts, I'm plugging him in because That's Pe- Penny hasn't shown that he's capable right now. Got put in the doghouse last week, as mentioned before, on the last episode of the DFS Dose podcast, which you can find on iTunes. Um, yeah, it's his backfield now, and if, if last game is any indication, he's going to be a workhorse, and you at 4,600, that's crazy value, in my opinion, but I just wanted to bring him up. All right. Uh, anyone else before we move on? You know, actually, we're sinning right now. We're doing the same thing that we talked about last week, and we're glossing over Saquon Barkley. The Saints don't have uh, as bad of a rush defense as they do a pass defense, so I think people are going to be more inclined to maybe go Odell Beckham and Sterling Shepard over Saquon Barkley. But, I mean, if we expect this Giants team to put up points, and Vegas certainly expects them to put up points, I think you've got to look at Barkley. I mean, he's done nothing but put up over 20 20 points on DraftKings every week um, that he's played, and he's getting an elite workload. He had 16 targets in Week 2. You know, if if we hadn't seen absurd games from Kamara and McCaffrey, like, on – you know, crazy levels um, this year, that that would be a huge story. So I think that Barkley's getting sort of lost in the noise. But, yeah. I mean, he's had a very impressive role up to yeah. this point. He's 8,100. I'm glad you mentioned him. I, I would play him over Melvin Gordon. Wow. That's um, that's interesting. 27 I think, I think... targets through three weeks. Even if he gets bottled up in a run game, he's going to be checked down city. On Sunday, I mean, so. he has he has to be. That line is so bad that yeah. that you know Eli's dumping off to him constantly. And unlike uh, Melvin Gordon, who I think has a reasonable chance, maybe not like a high chance, but a reasonable chance to sit out part of that game from um, just it being a blowout. Yeah. Whereas I there's I don't think there's any chance of the Giants blowing out um, New Orleans. That's going to be a game where Barkley's involved till the very end um jared what do you think about that i know that you're super high on gordon this week what do you think about barkley in comparison to him and just barkley on his own i like barkley i had him in my first build but um (laughs) he's hey he's an or he's not a home favorite but he is a he's at least he's a home running back um 
I guess Gor- Gordon is too. Gordon is too. If I'm going paying up for double running back, I'm going Melvin Gordon and Barkley over Kamara and another high one. But mm-hmm. I do like I do like Barkley if I'm going a full game stack. But I don't know if I'm going to play him as a one off in a cash in cash. I'd rather I'd rather pay for Melvin Gordon. Speaking of that same game, how do you guys feel about Odell? And Sterling Shepard, so we can move on to receiver. Taking both of them. Yeah. I think they're both going to snap. GBB, cash? Both. I'm playing Shepard in cash, and um, we'll see We'll see what his ownership is. We'll see what his ownership is. But, I mean, in, in terms of, like, winning a GPP, I, th- I you know, oh, I, I, I want to get – I don't want to get crazy because I, I could see the same way that I said Tyler Boyd didn't have the ceiling as A.J. Green last week. Um that's my initial thought with Sterling Shepard, but it could happen. It could um, in, in a game that should be a shootout. And with Evan Ingram gone, I think Shepard's going to absorb a lot of those low, like those low dot targets. He should get a ton of targets. So I love Shepard and Cash. Odell, GPPs for sure. And depending on ownership, Shepard for GPPs as well. I completely agree. What about uh, the most productive wide receiver up to this point, Michael Thomas? Who is uh, putting on a putting on a show to start the uh, 2018 season? He's on pace for over 200 catches, I think. Yeah, something. I believe it. And he had 16 week one, 12 week two, 10 week three. He's putting up massive numbers. He's reached uh, 9100 on DraftKings in terms of price. That, that's a hefty price to pay for a receiver. Fade. Yeah. I would fade him this week just because I don't want to pay ninety one hundred for a receiver. I would pay I would pay that for a running back, but not for a receiver. That's a heavy fade for me. Jared, I just want to ask you because you've uh, so far said fade for Thomas, fade for Kamara. Is it just price prohibitive, or is it is it that you don't think that the Saints are gonna necessarily reach that that point total? They're too expensive for me to. I don't love any of the low, low guys that much to have to go up and pay, spend, like, extra for Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. I mean, I like, obviously, Calvin Ridley. I like Sterling Shepard. I like Tyler Boyd. So I could go up to Michael Thomas, but my love for Melvin Gordon this week it might stop me from going up to uh, Michael Thomas because I might have to play Kamara. Mm-hmm. And I can't get I can't get all three of them. Right. But then again, I also really like Gronk this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be hard to get to a lot of the guys. But my my mind might change by the end of the week. Gotta see how everything uh evens out. But at this point, I'm not playing Michael Thomas, and I might try to fit Kamara in, but it doesn't look like I'm going that way. How about some of the other, uh, we talked about the top two guys in Thomas and Beckham. So what about some of the other higher-priced receivers? Um, Hopkins, Keenan Allen, Julio Jones, Mike Evans, uh, Devontae Adams. Like, what are we thinking about this group of players um, sort of in the upper 79s to 8,000 range? Um, I think I'm going Geronimo Allison over Devontae Adams just because Tredavious White is probably going to travel, and Tredavious White is actually really good. Devontae Adams is really good, but... I mean, Tredavious Wright is really good too. What is he? Adams is seventy eight hundred. So what is Allison's price there? Forty seven hundred. So um, yeah. Okay. I definitely I I could see that in terms of price. Allison, 
He got to it last week because he had a long touchdown, but he only had four targets. So that was a season low for him. Hopefully um, he can he can bounce back and get more targets. Last week was a bad week. Straight up. Yo. All right, just real quick. I low-key just made a lineup with Kamara, Gordon, and Michael Thomas. You want to hear this lineup? This is a GBB yeah. smash winner for Jared. It. If it starts with... If it starts with Baker Mayfield, don't say no, it. No, 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 no. CJ Beathard. Is it Muslim Beathard? Yeah. Beathard. Camaro, <laughs> Gordon. Michael Thomas. All right. This it might get a little crazy here. Calvin Benjamin. Ooh. Christian Kirk. Austin Hooper. Carlos Hyde. Or you could go down to James White because you have enough salary. And then the Bears defense at home against the Bucks for 2600 100 salary left. You know, that's a interesting lineup. Uh, I, you know, I'd consider that for <laughs> – listen, listen, that's an interesting lineup. There's, I don't know what, what other word to use. I mean, I see it. I could see it. That's um, a Millie Maker winner. <laughs> I don't know about the upside of Christian Kirk, but since you brought him up in that lineup, we can talk about it. Um, yeah. Larry Fitzgerald missed practice on Wednesday, so that's something we'll keep an eye on throughout the week. But if he ends up missing – uh, we'll have Josh Rosen's first start and, you know, maybe get a little rookie-rookie connection there with Christian Kirk, who the rookie, ended up rookie eight special. targets. Yeah, um, and, and Kirk is only 3,700, so. Against a bad Seahawks defense. Throw that in there, too. Precisely. Um, so that that could be interesting. If, if Fitzgerald is out, I would have some interest in um, – you know, the salary savings that Kirk gives you. I just thought I'd make a quick lineup with the three players that Jared mentioned just to see if you could make a decent lineup. I mean, it's possible, yeah. but you got to go, you got to pay down a lot. So I uh, just a name. I, I noticed while I was looking down at Christian Kirk there, um, some news broke tonight, uh, Wednesday night, I should say that, um, Richard Matthews is going to be leaving the Titans. Um, or he's asked for a release. He said that he's done with the team. So, um, I don't know if he'll be released by the time Sunday rolls around, but um, you can imagine that he won't be playing regardless. I mean, when once you start going in the media and talking bad about your team, it's yeah. over for you. So uh, we have Taiwan Taylor at 4,000 against an Eagles defense that we've been targeting, um, uh, at least a secondary we've been targeting. So I think Taiwan Taylor at 4,000, you might have to have a little interest there, even though – um, I mean, he had he had a lot of like hype in the off season as a player that could take a jump. He hasn't really realized that yet, but he should get a chance with uh, Matt Matthews leaving. Yeah. No, I I agree. I like that process, but I would just rather go up to Corey Davis then at fifty three hundred. I mean, it's kind of a thirteen hundred salary jump, but you get right. the better you get the better player, and mm-hmm. I feel like I mean I don't trust um, Mariota this week either way so i probably wouldn't play either but i would if i had to choose i would pick Corey davis over taylor that's fair that's fair um i definitely yeah i mean you can't deny Corey davis is the better talent so you'd have to consider that um yo hold up what about richard higgins hmm. as a gpp play at 3400 where's antonio callaway because i i mean personally i would rather play him over higgins callaway is 4300 4300 The hmm. same price as Quincy Anunua, who I also think is a low-key cash play at 4300 even though they're playing Jacksonville. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it's just who do you think 
Mayfield is going to have a better connection with Higgins or Callaway. Because obviously Jarvis Landry's a given. So, I mean, we didn't bring Callaway him. Callaway had ten targets. Callaway had ten targets. Um, yeah, we didn't bring Jarvis Landry up, but I like Jarvis Landry in all formats this week. Should perform, but I think I would go Antonio Callaway over Higgins personally, just because I think Antonio Callaway is a better receiver. So yeah. just in a situation like this, I go with the better player, if that makes sense. I agree. I agree. I'd be I'd be interested potentially in Higgins' floor, but I I just I don't know. I don't know if I see the ceiling for Rashad Higgins to to win you a GPP. He's certainly going to have low ownership, and he would be leverage off of Landry. I just don't know about the ceiling with him. I think Callaway theoretically has that ceiling potentially at forty three hundred. Yeah, I agree. You know who's been a bust so far this year is Alan Hearns. We were talking about him before the season started. He was supposed to be the Cowboys receiver one. This dude this dude doesn't show up to any game. I just I don't know. Dak Prescott's um just uh Yeah, just, Jared Jared's boy. He's not good. He's not good. I mean, uh, okay, maybe maybe I mean he's dealing with offensive line problems. He has a he has a poor receiving core. So I'm not maybe I shouldn't say he's not good, but I am going to say that he is um not good not good he's just not good uh, that, that's the best i can do he's not good <laughs> he's not I'm good say he's not good but he's not good <laughs> he's not let's just call a spade a spade he's not good um i don't know you know i'm just clowning him but yeah yeah hearns has definitely been a disappointment um and and so is their entire receiving core you know um what's his face Gallup and what beasley i just want to bring up one more receiver and then we can move on. Mike Williams of the Los Angeles Chargers is forty five hundred. Interesting. <laughs> um, Williams has been doing pretty pretty solid this year. He had that one two target game against Buffalo, but you know, as we talked about, that was uh, you know just a game where the Chargers didn't really have to try too hard for the majority of it. So I mean, Williams has three touchdowns through three weeks. Hasn't posted less than ten points on DraftKings. And I think it's pretty evident that he is, if he hasn't already, he's on the fast track to replacing yeah. Tyrell Williams and Travis Benjamin as the main, you know, option outside of Keenan Allen in that pass game. He's he's the best player um, besides Keenan as a receiver. And, I mean, he's just good. He's good. And the more he works his way in there. Yeah, I don't even know why they play Travis Benjamin. Like, he should be solely a kick returner. And then Tyrell Williams, I mean... He had a he had a little hype around him, like I would say like two years ago, but he's never really came into form. So Mike Williams definitely leapfrogged both of them in my opinion. And you know, in a pass happy offense, and they're not well, let me let me rephrase that. They pass and they also run, but they still pass a good amount. He 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 should perform against a bad Niners uh secondary. Alright, uh we are running a little bit long here, but I'm just gonna shoot out a couple of names that I think we have to consider. And, you know, um, I'll just go through this really quick. Uh, Will Fuller, um, obviously we talked about him. He was limited in Wednesday. Uh, but, I mean, as long as him and Watson have the connection they have, you have to consider him every single week. He is going up in price. He's raised up from 5900 last week to 6800 playing a Colts defense that's improved. So Will Fuller's uh, always in GPP consideration. We'll have to monitor his injury. 
Um, right below him, Golden Tate at 6,600. Um, when you look at the Dallas secondary, they struggle more with the smaller uh, shifty receivers, which is Golden Tate, uh, compared to the bigger guys like Galladay and Jones. So um, I got some interest in Tate as a, as a GPP play. And Kenny Stills against New England. Alshon Jeffrey slated to return. Doug Baldwin slated to return. And um, those are all things that I would look at in GPPs exclusively, probably not so much cash. Um, Shepard, Tyler Boyd, Calvin Ridley, um, all between 4,600 and 4,900. That's probably where most of my cash games will be centered around. So that's just some names that I want to throw out there. And, uh, and yeah, um, anybody else that we need to talk about? I think you covered everybody, but I, that there's a lot of like interesting options this weekend. You could go, you can go plenty of different routes in my opinion. I think that this is a great week to be contrarian. Um, once we see where the chalk is going to be, I think that um, turn a different direction in in GPPs because I think that there's so many yeah. good options. It's just a matter of getting the ones that have good leverage and, and just being smart in your GPP um, builds. So, you know, just keep that in mind um, looking at the slate. Anyone else you want to mention, Jared, before we move on here to tight end? Nah, I think we covered everything I wanted to look yeah. at. Let's start right at the top with uh, Robert Gronkowski. We talked about it, Gronk, 7,000. You know, we got the angry Brady narrative, although we actually had that narrative going into Detroit. And he got shut down. But, um, Yo, chill, but, chill, 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 chill. <laughs> but, but, I mean, Miami is a team that is bad against the tight end, and Gronk is obviously the best there is. So love him for GPPs. I don't know if I can find 7,000 in, uh, in cash for Gronkowski, especially with some really intriguing uh, lower options at tight end this week. But, um, I mean, Gronk, talk about it, guys. It's going to snap, play him in GPPs. Absolute. He's going he's gonna to ball. <laughs> that, that, that's all you got to say. I'll play him in GPPs, but my cash game lock is probably Kittle. Facts, Jared. You read my mind. He's my absolute cash game lock. You guys know uh, Kittle and Bethard went to school together, college. They in were like Iowa. Dorm dorm rooms, yeah. Bro, um, they got that connection, okay? You can't beat that. Yeah. You um, can't. Adam Levitan of DraftKings, Fantasy Labs, all that. We've, we've mentioned Levitan a few times. He talks about how they should have a stronger bond because they've showered together in college. So, I mean, we'll see if that shows up on the field or not. I'm not sure if I buy into that, but... Um, you know, we'll see. Um, Kittle, yeah, Kittle. I mean, the thing is, is Kittle has been disappointing up to this point with Garoppolo. So, you know, a quarterback downgrade doesn't make me feel better about him. I think it's a low-key upgrade for him. Say that again? Are you saying that C.J. Beathard is better than Jimmy Garoppolo? No, Just let me know so I, can, so I can they're make fun of him. No. <laughs> I'm saying I'm complete I'm completely kidding. Damn, I thought you were gonna say serious. I got hype. No, I just I just think they have a better connection than Jimmy G and than Jimmy G and Kittle. I think I think Bethard and Kittle have a have a pretty good connection. They played together last year. Um, like you said, they went to school together. Apparently they showered together, so <laughs> you gotta trust them. Jimmy G just likes Goodwin. Yeah. That's really it. He had his best, or not his best, but he had um, seven targets, five catches, 79 yards um, last week. So, and I'm, I don't know, 
I know Bether came in and threw to Kittle in the end zone, but I think Kittle dropped it or he stepped out of bounds. I'm not too sure. Can't remember the play exactly. But red zone looks as well. Uh, Bethard will definitely be targeting Kittle in the red zone. So he's locked for me in cash. All right, that's uh, that's interesting. Uh, my current cash build, which is far from complete at this point in the week, but um, I actually had Zach Ertz slated in there. I think that on the surface he's a great play, but the more I look into it, the, the less likely I am to go there. Um, so Ertz has had... Uh, 10 targets week one, 13 targets week two, and 10 targets week three. He obviously just got a quarterback upgrade with Carson Wentz returning, but um, the Tennessee Titans defense is actually very, very good against the tight end. They are, uh, you know, they've allowed the least amount of fantasy points to tight end so far through three games, and that's a small sample size, so, you know, um, you know, take that for what it is. But they've also allowed the second fewest receptions and the second fewest amount of yards to tight end so the matchup is a concern the workload is there I think you can get you know a decent floor with that amount of targets for a tight end and you know as Wentz gets more comfortable coming back from his injury or it should be better we saw what he you know what kind of player he can be with Wentz last year so um this just might not be the week for for Ertz yeah I agree um Jared, as a Packers fan, do you have any interest in Jimmy Graham? No, not at all. Not one solid bit. Yeah, honestly. Interesting. And as a, a non biased uh, observer, I'm also not interested in Jimmy Graham. Although, I mean, he had eight targets in week two, seven in week three. Um, that's decent for 4,500, but. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I haven't seen it yet with Graham and Rogers, and and Ro- as as long as Rogers looks as injured as he does to me, I'm gonna be very cautious about playing anybody in that offense. Just somebody else that I'm low key looking at, Tyler Eifert, especially if AJ Green yeah. doesn't play at, for 3,800. You know, in a game that's projected to be the highest scoring game on Sunday, he's somewhere where I would look as like a little cheap option. And I don't think he would be highly owned either. So it'd be a win-win in my opinion. I like that. He had eight targets last week. Eight targets, 74 yards, six catches. uh, Put up 13 points at a 3,200 salary, which means he more than 3X'd. And, yeah, I I think I would go there. If I'm not going to Kittle. Eifert is a perfect example of one of those players that we always talk about as being one of the pivots in a game that's going to be highly owned, highly stacked as a player who could be lower owned. So, I mean, everyone's going to be on that game, but Eifert might be one of the least popular plays. Yeah. And we haven't seen it necessarily yet this season, but we definitely know that, um, you know, if Eifert's healthy and the Bengals are in the red zone, he could he could snap. And at 3,800, you know, a 20-point game from him would be massive for your lineups, especially he's, a low He scores touchdowns. He when, does, he does. When, yeah, when he's in, he scores touchdowns at a pretty high rate, higher than most of the NFL tight ends and wide receivers. So that's just something to look at. In terms of cash, I want to look down um, at another player, actually in that same game, Austin Hooper, is someone I'm looking at in cash. So... I mean, Hooper's getting, uh, you know, he's had four targets, five targets, and four targets, so that's not great. But at 2,900, um, you know, I mean, all you really need at that point is, what, like six, like like seven or so points in cash, and, and you're sitting pretty. So I think Hooper's worth looking at just as a low-floor 
cash play and at a good price. Um, so so Hooper's a play and also really low off the board. I don't even know if I'm saying this right. Is it Geoff Swaim? That's that's probably horrible pronunciation. Goff. Is it, isn't it? Isn't it like Swam? Jeff. Yeah. If that's yeah, Jeff, no, bro, honestly, I'm retiring on the spot from speaking. No, no, honestly, I'm pretty sure I heard that before. All right, bro. Well, Jeff Swaim. <laughs> I mean, he got seven targets last week, and and Dak has been able to to like look. I don't know. Dak has looked bad, and the Lions, although they were able to to limit Gronk last year, they're just not a great team against tight ends. So, I mean, at 2,600, you need minimal points, and, and he could possibly provide that. So I'd reluctantly look there. Again, I don't know. I'd probably just pay up for Hooper or, or something like that. So what do you guys think there? That, that's, that'd be a ballsy play, not going to lie. Ben Watson, 3,300 against the against Giants team. I mean, Watson is obviously old and decrepit, but, I mean, he's getting the targets <laughs> in that offense. <laughs> um, or Each week his target – targets has increased by one four five six he had 12 points last week at a 3100 salary so yeah i think i think i like ben watson if you want if you really want to you know go low salary tight end which i know a lot of people like to do they like to pay down at tight end i mean i'm personally one of those players as well um yeah i like watson but not um, but not swaim (laughs) swam swam Swam, Jeff, Goff, Geoff, I don't even know. Um, let's go on to DST here. We'll make this relatively quick. Uh, what do you What do you guys like at uh, defense? I'm looking at Bears, twenty six hundred. They're playing Fitz Magic, but you get a you get a basically an elite defense at home for that price. I I mean I just can't pass it up. I like it, and we kind of saw the Fitz Magic uh, magic yeah. wear off a little bit. So, yeah. Um. I mean, to me, that was just the start of the decline. The decline that'll be sharp for him. He almost came back, but yeah, it was a decline. And I'm just not a fan of paying up for defenses. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I'm just not a fan. Either. I'm probably going back to the Titans. Or low key. I kind of like the Colts. Twenty two hundred. The Colts have been good on defense. Not gonna lie, they have, and and the Houston offensive line is is not good. Um, the Colts have, I mean, the Colts have been pretty decent. So I don't know. I'd be I'd be looking at that potentially. Also, I know Jared likes his defense. The Browns, twenty nine hundred. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, like the Browns a lot. That's uh that's a good call. My concern would for them would be you know an away team traveling yeah. east to west. So I don't know. That'd be like more of a GPP look for me. I I, I almost always go for a home defense in in cash games. I mean, makes sense. Forget that, dude. A bunch of young kids living a dream just came off a, a dub. Right? Are you kidding me? <laughs> they're they're feeling just a bunch they're of feeling young cocky. kids traveling, bro. They're feeling cocky. They're they're ready to go out and show the world what they're made of. They might go out and either smack Gruden straight in the face or get blown out fifty five nothing. So you take your chances. <laughs> I, you what know, about I, I take the former. I take the former. Gruden. Yeah, me too. Overrated. Me too. Don't know why you would pay a head coach a hundred million. Like, but Who needs back, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. The other let's, day let's he was saying up. how hard it is to find a pass rusher like bro. <laughs> You don't say. Didn't they cut Mario Williams too? Um, wow, Mario Williams, Mario Edwards. They did, I believe. 
That sounds yeah, like something. I like Mario Edwards. He was. I mean, he wasn't even bad, and he's still young. Like I think he just wants to bring in all these old men. Yeah, he he loves old men, plain and simple. At the upper upper tier of of pricing for D, uh, DST, Jacksonville facing Sam Darnold at home. Always got to have some interest in the Jags, but they're forty one hundred, and yeah, paying up for defense is not optimal. Um, also, the Chargers, who we learned today, are going to be without Bosa till at least like week eight, I think. They're by or or around that time, so. Um, you know, we can stop talking about if Bosa is going to be back for a little while and he's just not. So, um, that definitely hurts that pass rush, but I mean, again, they're facing CJ Beathard, which I realize this pod has a little bit of love for, but, uh, not over here. So, um, I think the chargers are viable. I just probably won't pay that much. Yeah. I just want to make a statement. Um, you know, I, I've tweeted DraftKings mm-hmm. with the, with the pod link. Mm-hmm. So I so somebody has got to listen to the pod from DraftKings. It, it's just it just has to happen. Take out defenses, please. In my opinion, as a player, shit is so pointless. Take out defenses. Throw another Where's flex in. <laughs> no, leave kickers out. Take out defenses and just make it two flex spots. Maybe increase. We start one offensive lineman. Maybe increase the salary or something. I don't know, but take them out. That is my you rant. You have to decrease salary if you just got. Oh, if you add a flex, you know. yeah, because you need more salary to get a player. Yeah. Um, or you can do what I do: just pay for the Titans every week, twenty three hundred. Solid. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably playing the Colts honestly this week. So, um, yeah, played the Titans last week and they scored like ten, I think. Twelve. Solid. Twelve. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that was solid. That was solid, for sure. I'm probably not playing Ace. them against Wentz though. So our defenses are Colts, Titans, Browns, and Bears. It seems like that's what we're on. Yep. Also, just want to toss out the last one that I'm interested in is Cardinals at home against Seattle, who's been struggling, and I think could give up uh, some sacks this week. But um, GPP winner, the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, no. maybe. Uh, speaking of facing a group of group of people who are you know young and excited, maybe a little overexcited in the Bills after their first win of the year. But uh, yeah, probably not paying. Not much for the Packers. Um, Let's move on to our last segment of the show, low-owned GPP stacks that could win you a tournament. Joey, kick us off here. All right. You can go with the Dolphins stack. I feel like that would be low-owned. Tannehill, you know, Kenyon Drake. Um, If you're feeling froggy, Albert Wilson or Kenny Stills would probably be the preferred option. And then I would, you know, run it back with Michelle Gronk. Um, That's where I would look, honestly. That should be low-owned. I feel like a lot of these stacks are, like, you know, people might be on, but that's mine. So I mean, yeah. early ownership has Tannehill super low, like super, super low. Yeah. So that would be um, yeah, but something to look at. The only, the only problem with that is the usage that Kenyon Drake isn't getting. So Yeah. Um, how about you, uh, How about you, Jared? Some, some low-owned GPP stacks. If we're talking low-owned, we got to go back to my boys, you know what I'm saying? Get the Packers in there with some Geronimo Allison, A-Rod, Aaron Jones, throwing their defense for a couple sacks, or 
get them charges in there. Melvin Gordon, Mike Williams, Phil Rivers. Since I feel like everyone's going to be on the Saints in the Falcons game, this one just might be completely overlooked. Mm. Could be. Could it be. could, but. Definitely could be. Yeah. I don't know what ownership's at, but. Low key. <laughs> Let's just run it back with Bethard, Breda, and Kittle. Pass, pass, pass. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying, yo. Bethard, you guys are crazy. Alright, <laughs> nah, just just wait, just wait. Bethard over Josh Allen. Matt Breda at fifty eight hundred and Kittle. Matt Breda over Camara. Kittle over Gronk. <laughs> Mark it down. You Kittle know, at forty two hundred. One thing we didn't stack. mention during our uh, our quarterback uh, our quarterback session is Josh Rosen's four point five k. I mean that's super low, you know. We could we could get you know stack up a little Rosen David Johnson action against the Seahawks. They're a bad defense. Rosen David Johnson. Ooh, that's low owned. But um, then you could then you could pay up for Camaro, Melvin Gordon, Michael Thomas. <laughs> yeah, well, probably not. But I I mean it's it's probably not. Bills defense. shoot it in the Millie Maker. Screw it. It's all luck anyways. No, I'm just ten dollars. Ten dollars this week. That's Not right, Millie Maker's ten dollars this week. So you know, um, although all luck anyway. Yeah, I mean the the, uh, the field is actually four hundred seventy four hundred seventy thousand entries. Yeah, you know some of you know I'm not going to talk about this for long, but I mean looking through the lobby, the GPPs are a little off this week. I don't know if uh, DraftKings is just changing. I don't know if they're getting a change in the amount of people playing or what's up. But like the Engage Eight went from a hundred k to 75k it's a smaller field less money up top so i don't know their gpps are just shifting i don't know what's going on there just worth noting like make sure the like if you enter the same tournaments every week make sure that they're not too different or or if they are just be aware of what you're entering Um, people might be listening to the dfs dose podcast and playing more cash games because that's that's, possible that's how you make more money on DraftKings. that (laughs) is possible um for sure um, so my low owned, and I don't know how low owned this will be, but I think that, I don't know, if Eli Manning's ownership is suppressed, I'm going to have some interest in him at 5,600 and just rolling it up with maybe, you know, Barkley and Odell or Barkley and Shepard. And then, you know, coming back with one of Thomas or Kamara or just taking a flyer with like someone like Ted Ginn. So yeah, is there late. anything else that we, yeah, yeah, it's getting late. Let's wrap this. Is there anything else we got to mention? I think we covered every possible way that you could go this week yeah tag me with those screenshots with uh the bathroom and titans defense stack send the screenshots after you smash send the screenshots be like yo man why'd you guys put me onto these plays (laughs) (laughs) after Um, after bathroom snaps for 270 yards and three and three touchdowns yeah, easily. Three hundred. Give him the bonus. Give him the bonus. Three Kittle. George Kittle. Three hundred receiving all yards. Damn. Yeah. That's wild. Tight Titans two defensive touchdowns. Special team touchdown by Kevin Byard. Five sacks. Two fumbles. It's gonna be a lit week. Yeah. Um. But that's gonna be it for us this week uh, on the DFS dose. Um. We will be back. 
on Instagram with our new piece of content, Instagram Live, Sunday noon Eastern. So make sure you check us out there, ask us questions, just uh, see where our heads are at uh, with up-to-date information an hour before lock. So you can join us there, and we'll also be back, as always, on Monday to recap all of the action on DraftKings Week 4. So you can follow us on Twitter at the DFS Dose. And my personal Twitter is at Ben Hover, B-E-N-H-A-U-V-E-R. Guys, tell them where they can find you. My personal Twitter is at Joey Carrion underscore. And I didn't win the Millie Maker last week, but I'm winning it this week. Yeah, so he's not going to win it because I'm going to win it with CJ Beathard. But my personal Twitter is Jared underscore underscore Marcus. Double underscore. Two times. Yeah, so that's going to be it for us. We will see you on Sunday, Instagram Live, guys. Uh, Peace out. Yep.